The following is a paid program, and the views expressed are those of the hosts and guests and do not reflect the opinions of WPTF or Curtis Media Group. Information provided is of a general nature. Listeners seeking specific advice should contact a licensed professional in the appropriate area. From home repair to remodeling, this is Making Your Home Great. Making Your Home Great every Saturday at 2, FM 98.5, AM 680. This is going to be a good show. we get people who are experienced in radio and in their own fields. Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Air. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. Doing great. Doing good? Is it uh, busy season? It is extremely busy. Is it? Yes. I'll, I'll tell you what, Joel's got to be busy. Joel's entire industry has <laughs> just gotten a tap on the shoulder and reminded that, oh, yeah, by the way, electricity isn't always going to be there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we are now seeing what the season's going to be like this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming. The hurricane season. That's right. 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 Yeah. New Orleans it's may it's get not coming. It's, it's, always the hot se- it's always the yeah. hottest summers. They just get backed up by this absolutely terrifying hurricane yeah. right on the back of the season yeah now, now joel you're with comfort first heating and air heating and cooling yes heating sir. and cooling yes sir but you're typically here to talk about generators well i run the generator standby division but i'm also a, a vetted employer at comfort first and i cut my teeth in doing electrical and hvac work years ago and yeah um so yes i can answer hvac questions and input and kind of go over what we're seeing right now and yeah. uh, Brock and I were just talking about that uh what we're what kind of phone calls we're getting right now and I don't know if anybody is else experiencing it but uh we're seeing a lot of phone calls on condensating ductwork mm-hmm. in the crawl space and you know it's a it's a conversation you have to have with a customer yeah. uh, it you know 20 30 minute conversation but once you kind of explain it yeah um and what they can do about it or what they can't do about it. Right. It's kind of what you see in this industry, in this in this area. It's kind it's, of a misconception. A lot of people, you know, Joel, let's say Joel's company just put in a brand new air conditioning system. Right. And you got your air handling unit and all your duct work underneath the house. That brand new unit can start sweating and condensating the minute they turn it on. Sure. There's a cause and effect there. The condensation is the effect. The cause is the high relative humidity in the crawl space. Yeah. I cannot tell you how many crawl spaces I've gone into. It's just absolutely sweating profusely. You plug in a dehumidifier, done. Yes. Completely fixes the problem. You never have condensation. And it's a small investment. It is. And and it's good for your your indoor quality air system because you're keeping that crawl space envelope dry, Mm -hmm. uh, which in essence is going to keep any type of growth on the wood. Right. Um, and keep your duct work. But see, the, the main reason you see it on new systems installed is the high-efficiency systems. Colder air. Colder, mm-hmm. higher-pressure uh, yeah. refrigeration, uh, lower-speed compressor and lower-speed air handler uh, with a, with keeps a lot of colder air in the duct work a little bit longer. Um, so, we, you know, an, so there's small adjustments that HVAC contractors can do to try to slow down that condensation, um, but it's going to happen. Uh, we always like to suggest a, a dehum. People are always really concerned with the price. I get phone calls saying, well, 
you know, I don't want to do a dehumidifier. I've, I've reached out to a bunch of companies, and they're charging three, four, five thousand dollars $5,000 to put in these dehumidifiers. Guys, that is grossly overpriced. Um, a, a dehumidifier for a 1,500-square-foot crawl space with the electrician should run you about $1,500. Okay. Now, that $1,500 isn't cheap, but yeah. you want to know what's not cheaper? Paying me to come out and remediate 1,500 square feet of mold. Yeah. You think that, yeah. that dehumidifier is a third of the cost of what it's going to take to remediate all that mold. So it is a very and, smart investment. And just adding that dehumidifier without touching anything else, is that still okay? Norm, so your crawl space is a system. Um, there's a lot of different things you can do in the crawl space, but if, if you were going bare minimum, mm -hmm. I would probably recommend a, a good plastic on the ground, something yeah. you can tape up all the seams, seal up the vents, put in a dehumidifier, and put in a sensor so you can monitor it. Yeah. So you know what the humidity is underneath your house. You're going to know immediately that this corrected the problem. Okay. All right. That's uh, you're listening to Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, chit chatting now with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling about you know the uh, crawl space issues. We also have in studio Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. Hey, hey, um, tell me about a luxury bath. Well, we do uh, we we do a little bit of everything in the bathroom. So yeah, I mean. Everything from just a, a simple tub that needs to be replaced, and you know right. the kids are whole bath, guest bath type thing, to you know your your you know your full blown dream you know master suite. What's a dream master suite look like rain for a lot of people? Yeah, rain heads uh, are a big thing. Multiple shower heads, you know, uh, really? the bigger the bigger showers. I mean, most of the the master baths that we go into, they they want a larger, more you know luxurious shower, you know, mm -hmm. an oversized shower head, that type of thing. What are they doing in there, for Pete's sake? Uh, just, we can't just, say this is a family not appropriate. It's a family show. <laughs> I mean, no, but people are like, I mean, yeah, you rain from different areas. You know, shower heads from different areas. Yeah, multiple heads. You know, they want kind of more of that kind of spa feel. You know, the stuff you see when you go to the, you know, the the, the fancy hotels and and those big luxurious getaways and stuff like that. How's the price of of glass right now? Uh, glass has gone up a little bit as we've been? seen, but it, it, it hasn't probably been the biggest increase that we've seen over the past, you know, 18 plus months. Yeah. When you're working out your budget to re uh, renovate your bathroom or your yeah. shower, everybody loves the glass doors. They're, yeah. they're gorgeous. They really make the tie the bathroom in together, but don't underestimate the cost of a custom made glass door. It's, it's yeah. not cheap, but there's a reason. They last a long time. Oh, they oh, do. They're, they're so, yeah. made to fit that specific space. They, I mean. Really. And it's better than that curtain that falls down every 10 seconds, hits you in the head trying to turn the we, bathtub we, on. We just built We just built us a house. Matter of fact, we're in the process of, of moving. And one of the problems that we had was we wanted the waterfall, mm -hmm. the waterfall glass, and yeah. it was unavailable. So we, for us to get completed, we had to change our, our thinking and go with the clear space. I don't know. It looks like spectacle type glass. It's not exactly what we want, but we were told we can change that out eventually, hopefully. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of a lot of those designer glasses have yeah. kind of just uh, I'm not gonna say disappeared, but they're just not making them anymore because yeah. there's such a high demand for, you know, really just standard clear glass. Yeah, I mean, right. Because that, that's what you know goes in about ninety percent of the the shower enclosures. Yeah. And people are getting rid of their tubs. They are. They are. I've got I've got a tub in my house. And grandchildren love it, so we're not going to touch it. But the thing is built for somebody 
who really likes walking over a large, you know, area. In other words, it's completely inappropriate for anybody in their 70s, mm-hmm. 80s. The, the, the tub is really big. But what about people who want to, you know, take that out? Is that a really big thing? It is. is. That's a uh, Yeah, that's gained popularity over the years. And uh, those those traditional garden tubs you see in most newer homes yeah. and stuff, uh, we, we've really kind of found our niche in, in taking those out and building custom shower pans in there and, and you know, giving, giving folks that really that much larger showering space. And that's a huge space, really. It is. It is. Is the claw foot tub still a popular thing? A little bit. I mean, yeah. we get we get some, uh, you know, some calls about, you know, wanting the freestanding style tubs. Not yeah. so much the claw foot, you know, the more, you know, Victorian style Yeah, the Victorian stuff, style, but, right. Okay. Uh, these are more just, you know, pedestal type tubs mm-hmm. uh, that people are seeing. A little bit more of a modern look. Okay, that's what my wife wants. Yeah. The Victorian style is going to be the guy who has the three-story house and wants it on the third floor. <laughs> and and you're going to have to cut the hole in the roof uh-huh. and get a boom yeah. truck over there to lift it in. Bring, just, bring in the crane. No, I just want to know, talk about the When you say clawfoot tub, there's only one commercial that pops to mind, and it's he and she out in their yard, right? <laughs> Holding yeah. the hands in side by side tubs, you wouldn't do that, would you? No, we we've we have not installed one outside yet. So <laughs> my thing my thing is, how do they get inside? There's no towels. There's no, you know, you know what kind of neighborhood homeowners association do these people have that they have bathtubs outside? All right, Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and uh, Heating and Cooling correct i'm sorry i called you heating and air and i apologize <laughs> it's all good i'm way way wrong tell you what let's let's give away a 25 dollars gift certificate to anybody with a legitimate question that really asks one of these guys something high park bar and grill is on whitaker mill road in raleigh and so will you we're stopping by for a for a burger or a, a lunch or a dinner and here is the telephone number to call, 919-860-9783. So, Joel, we got a hurricane headed mm-hmm. toward New Orleans. Yes. The phone, not maybe at your company or your location, but folks who do what you do, mm-hmm. it's kind of be ringing off the hook right it's, about now. It, it's absolutely busy right now. Uh, shout out to the... Uh, customers this week that we have put generators in that uh, got our name from this radio show. We yeah, thank, good. We thank for that. Um, but yeah, here's the thing: uh, we are, we're we're a society where we wait, we procrastinate, you know, <laughs> and we and we wait till it's here before we do something with it. Yep. Um, and I will go ahead and tell you, there's only a handful of, of dealers out there that are generator dealers that have inventory on hand. We're yeah. one of them. We're ready. We're, we're able to book and to install. Um, and that's, that's one reason you need to go with us is just that, that readiness. And, um, there's not many of us out there. You planned ahead for problems getting your hands on generators. We planned ahead in 2019 to never be without inventory. And we have done that. Uh, COVID yeah. has put a lot of, uh, manufacturing delays in our laps that, yep. you know, I've seen generators companies out there that are now 12 months behind on manufacturing generators. So if you install or order a generator today, it's 12 months. Um, you can be more than happy to wait, or you can call um, vendors like myself and we have them in stock and we get inventory every single month. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
that's just one of those things about our company that's different. We're we're trying to be more customer service than our competitors out there. Very good. Jim in Durham, welcome to Making Your Home Great. How you doing, Jim? Doing great, doing great. Good. Speak right up. Tell me what's going on. Well, I've got a question about this. You just mentioned the garden tub. And so I've got, a, got, got an issue with uh, I have one of the garden tubs, not the koozie, sitting in front of a big bay window. Yep. And then I have a walk-in shower, but there's a wall between the uh, the garden tub and the shower, of course. But uh, I've considered putting a bigger shower in where the garden tub is at, but I've got a window there. How do you get around having a window in your shower? Uh, great question. Uh, I mean, there's a few different ways. I mean, one is to put in a window that is designed to be in a wet environment. Um, if you want to keep the same, you know, amount of glass space, you know, uh, you know, to be able to see the outside. The other is to actually reduce the height of that window to, uh, you know, maybe 12 or 15 inches so that it kind of gets it out of the, you know, the splash radius of the shower head. Um, you know, and then we have the ability to obviously, you know, close up the exterior and, you know, weave in siding or, you know, whatever type of exterior, uh, you know, covering you have on your home. And that's a one phone call. You're not calling, you're not calling subs, you know, and other people to be coming into the house. We call you guys and you're all set. That's right. We can take care of the window, the siding and the, the shower, the whole thing. Well, and with his setup, I would assume he now would have two drains. You could have, uh, you could have two drains in the base of the shower where the existing tub used to be and the drain where the shower used to be. Uh, you could if you want to utilize that entire space. Really? Or, I mean, yeah, most people don't want to, you know, if you've got a five-foot tub, and traditionally those are, a, you know, a three-foot shower. Right. You know, most 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 of the time an eight-foot shower is just almost too much. But, so you, um, you put it in a ping-pong mm-hmm. table yeah. and, you know. <laughs> what are you doing in that chair? What are you doing? <laughs> Jim, congratulations. We're going to send you a $25 gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. They do have... The uh, daily food and drink specials, they are the place for lunch and dinner. Uh, pick cool. one out now, Jim. Uh, fried chicken, prime rib, or $6 burgers? Oh. You're on the spot. Uh, hmm. I need to, you know what? I think I'd roll with the prime rib. All right. Prime rib. Sounds like a good choice. Indoor and outdoor seating available. We'll send that to you. They are at 625 East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Thank you, Jim. Thank you for the info. All right. Take care. And another gift certificate available to you if you dial now. 919-860-9783. We're talking today with Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. And Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling. We're talking generators next. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. This is Making Your Home Great. Chris in the Five Points area. Hang on, we're going to talk with Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. Uh, Chris, what's going on today? What do you got going on? Hello, Chris. Yes. Yes, hi. Hi, Mike question is well it's a great topic because uh my air ducts i'm getting like a mildew smell coming into my vents in the house and they they were telling me i need to get the air ducts possibly changed but you were mentioning about a dehumidifier would that go 
in first if I were to have this work done, or would it be after they would change the ducts? And then you were talking about the barrier as well. So can you explain the procedure to me? I'll I'll start, and I know yeah. Brock's going to chime in here. A um, couple of factors to look at is, one, how, what is the age of the ductwork that is there existingly? Two, is the ductwork properly sealed to keep any um, contaminant air from your crawl space or the area that is the environment that it is sitting in from coming into your home? Uh, and then, okay. then once those issues have been looked at, then you're going to be looking at what indoor air quality products that you put in partnership with the HVAC system. Uh, for example, UV light, air, um, uh, air scrubbers, air, air filtration, uh, so forth of those measures that will kind of eliminate that odor. What is causing that odor? What is it a bacteria odor? Is it actually just a moisture odor? Is it a hole in the ductwork and you're picking up your crawl space? Then at that moment is when you look, once you get a, an actual expert out there to do the proper inspection. And what I always recommend is get an expert in that field. Um, don't trust the, just the HVAC contractor to be the crawl space inspector. Um, you know, get a crawl space technician out there and see what the environment is. Because what we all should know is crawl spaces are not intended to be a wet location. Am I right about that, Brock? That is correct. <laughs> so if you have a wet crawl space that is causing that odor, then that is the um, issue that you need to fix. Yeah, so in, in most cases, not all cases, but in, in most cases that I've dealt with, Customers that get uh, musty smells is the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. uh, and on the on the show before this, on the Doc show, remember Doc was asking, you know, does black mel uh, mold smell? And I said, right. no, white mold produces a very musty smell. Mm -hmm. And in most cases where customers feel like they're getting musty smells that are coming out of the vents, yeah. the vents were not properly sealed to the subfloor. So okay. when you're running your air conditioner, you're getting cold air that's leaking out into the crawl space where it connects to the subfloor. Well, if your crawl space has 88-degree air down there and yeah. you're blowing 64-degree air through your system, you're going to reach dew point, and you start getting condensation where the duct connects to the floor. Well, that condensation rolls back inside the duct. I'm sure you guys have ever been in a crawl space crawling around, bumped into a duck, and you can hear it sloshing around. It's got a bunch of water in it. Oh, That's a major condensation issue. Now, to help address this in the future, do not let an air conditioning company tell you that they can clean the vents. That's, yeah, it's not going to work. Those are no. rigid vents. Even if they fogged them out with a plant-based fungicide, you're going to get little bits of mold that still grow in the ridge. I've yeah. never seen it effective before. So if you already have mold growth inside the duct, the most feasible thing to do is replace the duct with a new one. And mm -hmm. I would recommend putting a dehumidifier in the crawl space to prevent that condensation from ever happening in the first place. By the time you pay for the, in our experience that I've seen, by the time you pay for a duct cleaning, mm -hmm. and typically that's just going to be the branch right. ductworks, the runs yeah. that go to the vent and the floor, not necessarily the trunk or the or the return system. That's right. Um, by the time you pay for that, you're typically halfway through the cost of what replacing the duct system would be anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and then let's talk about what the warranty and the guarantee would be after the cleaning. 
um, where you can get a duct system now. And most HVAC contractors, including ourselves, you know, are giving you 10-year or lifetime warranty on your duct system, right. and that's guaranteeing that it's going to be a sealed environment. That's right. And if they have the opportunity to remove the duct and replace it with a new duct, yeah. then they're going to air seal it at the register right. if they know what they're doing to prevent this from happening. And again. then you and then you have to do an air pressure test that's going to guarantee that that duct and that duct works system is totally sealed. And that that's usually through a third party system as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, this is multiple phone calls, but <laughs> who do we call first? Who does Chris call first? She calls. She should call her HVAC contractor first to come out and inspect the ductwork and inspect the system. And and do you have any um, recommendations? Well, absolutely. She yeah. could call Comfort first. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. At 919-777-1777. And we can send out a project manager um, or a Comfort First specialist that will come out there and inspect her ductwork yes. and see if her ductwork is sealed and then if it's if it's damaged or if it's rusted out or what, you know, what may be the case. Right. Then at the, after listening to what their um, advice is, is then calling Brock, go ahead. Uh, probably a crawl space company to come out to make sure. Do that you know that, one? I do. Yeah. I would, I would recommend Quickly. Triangle Radiant Barrier. Oh, Triangle Radiant me. Barrier. All right. Chris, we're, we're dedicated to the idea that you should do that. Congratulations to Chris for the winner of the, uh, gift certificate to High Park Bar and Grill, the place for lunch and dinner with daily food and drink specials, including that fried chicken prime rib and the $6 burger on Fridays. I'll finish this after our newscast, but congratulations, Chris, and thank you for calling. Thank you. All right, take care. This is Making Your Home Great, FM 98.5, AM 680, WPTF. On today's show, it's Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling and Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. Now, I want to ask the window guy here because I'm not sure the answer. This turns out to be the moisture show. (laughs) This show is the episode that is the moisture show. Should I be concerned that... Every single morning, there's moisture on the outside of my windows? Absolutely not. You know, I think we took uh, four or five calls this week uh, from, you know, uh, a few of them were customers of ours. We've replaced windows, and some of them, they just hadn't put new windows in yet. But right. No, I mean, right now, it's just, it's it's hot, and it's it's humid. So, I mean, you're, you know, you're going to have condensation on the outside of your windows in the morning. It's not uncommon, but as soon as the sun peaks up, it just, it burns it right off. How about, also, also means you have a good air conditioner. Oh, I got a great air conditioner. Much colder inside the house than it (laughs) is outside. When it starts freezing, that's when I'm going to be a little (laughs) worried. But how about moisture on the inside? Uh, So if you have excess moisture on the interior home, I mean, if you're getting condensation on the inside, you have excess moisture on the inside of your home. Um, So, I mean, you shouldn't be getting that at all. I don't. I don't. Thank goodness. I'll tell you what. I grew up in um, the Syracuse area of New York, and on my dad's home, you would get condensation on the you would get ice on the inside of the windows now how that happened i don't know other than well that's a sign of a bad window so i mean yeah. the window i mean where the window sits in the frame there should be weather stripping around it right i mean yeah. a good window is going to have usually three layers of weather stripping right uh so you know if you're getting a you know a lot of condensation on the inside or in your case ice yeah. uh you've you know you've got 
a gap that that air is sneaking through there. And a lot of people have still wooden windows. They do. There's when a, you put in a window, is it typically wooden or is it wood covered by vinyl? Uh, so we have a through and through uh, vinyl window. We also have a composite wood window, yeah. um, which you can get a wood veneered interior if you you know need to match a, a stain or something on the in- on inside of the house. So I I don't have to go with a modern look on the inside or, at all. Absolutely not. No, I mean we can we can match any any style you're looking for. So a lot of people making windows. Or do we have a wide Is there a window selection? shortage? Well, there's not a window shortage. There's a lot of manufacturers out there, but yeah. uh, there's there's not really a window shortage. There's a uh, there's a raw material shortage, um, you know, on some of the vinyl stuff. Right. All right. Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows, and Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Anybody got a question? That's all right. Call us up nine one nine. Eight six zero nine seven eight three. Dave is all out of High Park Bar and Grill certificates. Oh no! But you can stop by, especially on Fridays. They've got the six dollar burger right here. Indoor and outdoor seating available. Six twenty five East Whitaker Mill Road in Raleigh. Six dollar burger is not bad. I, can, I feel like I can't get a burger at Wendy's for less than six dollars. So well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. I, and it's probably a lot better at High Park. I think. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's talk to Joel about what's the process of getting a generator? Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I pick up the phone, and he shows up with a generator. Yeah, no, that's not how it works. That's not it. No. So what you're going to need to do is give me a call, yeah. and then I come out, and I'm going to do a load calculation. Right. Um, I'm going to do a site visit. Uh, I'm going to know. Prior to I get there, what jurisdiction of inspection uh, department that you're going to be in because that's going to determine the processes of getting permits and the procedures and timelines and so forth. Um, And then we're going to look at your electrical system. Uh, We're going to do an evaluation on that. What is it going to take to install a generator there? Um, You know, does the electrical system need to be updated at that point in time because that would be the perfect time to do it? Uh, we're going to look at your gas source, whether it's natural or propane. Right. Um, if it's propane, we're going to look at the tank size. We're going to, you know, go over the information that you need to be communicating with your uh, propane supplier uh, to get the appropriate size tank for a generator. Um, and then we're going to be looking at your gas meter size for natural and, and make sure that it has the, uh, uh, the correct amount of flow. Um, for to to handle a generator without having pull down at the uh, other gas appliances there. Uh, we're going to look at where's the best place to put the generator. Um, you know, that's that's another thing. You know, sound uh, is one element that homeowners think about and I think about. Yeah. Um, but I also want to know, is it in a serviceable area? Is it going to... Um, have carbon monoxide trapped uh, around it, like if it's an alcove or a little uh, inset of uh, of a home, um, uh, you know, where we don't have proper ventilation. Uh, Do I have vegetation that's nearby that's concerned? Because, you know, a lot of people put uh, uh, a lot of money in TLC and their their bushes, their flowers, their their landscaping. Um, And we don't want to just plop something down there that's going to kill that grandma's rose bush that they've transplanted twice right, you right. know so we want to look at all those factors and then we want to and that's going to determine 
the installation process. We're going to look at the, what's what's the size of the generator. That what what needs are they wanting to have uh, during a during a power outage? Um, you know that's going to need to be powered. Now, do you do you get those numbers by looking at like their utility bill and judging the usage they're currently doing, or do you have your own? So I have my own load calculation okay. that we have come up with. If you are doing a small business or an extremely large home, um, like for instance, I'll use this as an example. Um, we were doing it. We're we're going to do a generator for a a youth center. Um, and this youth center is going to be what we call a, an emergency disaster area in case we have a, a tornado or a hurricane right. that the community can come into. Obviously, I can't do a load calculation on that, uh, my load calculation on that community center right. uh, because it's varied from event to event what the, what the consumption would be. Sure. So what I do is I do get the um, uh 18 months is what I really would like to have okay. of their power consumption bill uh, from their power company. And then we determine by the math from that and some other factors that we add into it uh, what their consumption would be on the normal, uh, and that would put us in the correct size. And that's typically how your commercial and industrial-type applications are done. It adds a lot of value. I mean, uh, I've Mm-hmm. work with a lot of people uh in, in the industry that do these things and people absolutely love generators i mean i'm yeah. i like solar i'm a big solar guy yeah. and people are always under the impression if they spend sixty thousand dollars and put new solar panels up on yeah. the house it's going to really jack up the value of the home and unfortunately in my experience that's just not the case you might right. get a little bit of a markup but mm-hmm. when you have a couple that are looking at two homes and one has solar but the other one has a full whole house generator right I know which one, you know, raises my eyebrow, the one that I'm thinking about. Well, you know, I have a customer. um, I went out to his house. We did an evaluation for a generator, and he was on the fence between solar and and a generator. Right. Uh, We do not do any solar. Of course. Um, I laid out the pros and cons on my side. I'm not going to speak on behalf of, uh, of an industry that I don't get involved in. And I looked at it at the end of the day, and this was the question that I asked him. Yeah. And, and this is this is a question that all um, customers that are on the fence thinking about what Brock just said. How often are you without power? Yep. And how long is that duration of without power? And then that can help you decide. If you're, uh, if you're in a custom, like Cardinal Hills uh, of Raleigh, Cardinal Hills area mm-hmm. of Raleigh, mm-hmm. uh, I was there last night. Just this month in this certain subdivision that they've had, part of Raleigh, they've had the power flicker or go off eight times in the month of August. The longest that they've had has been about three hours. Now, a lot of that has to do with that construction right there on on, um, on the interstate. Um, but my whole point of that is I don't know if that's a good solar application to be in. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that may be a better situation for a generator. You know, yeah. um, but if you're sitting there and I say I, I I lose power for 30 to 45 minutes, that's that's not long enough for the air condition to start really changing in the house where right. you know, solar may be working for you. Well, and you guys have financing options, don't you? Yes, we do. Okay, we yeah. have numerous amount of financing options, the same as cash, 12 months financing, or yeah, we have good. financing plans that we can go long term and be a more reasonable payment. Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. Talk to me about adding value to my house. Now, a lot of people when they're selling their house, they don't have to add anything. Yeah, not I right mean, now. honestly, they're not, they're not. But talk to me about adding value or adding 
the benefits by renovating the kitchen? Well, I mean, the, you, you think about, uh, you know, when you're in your home, the two rooms that are used the most are kitchens and bathrooms. Yeah. Um, you know, kitchens are where you're, you're entertaining. You know, you're having your family over for the holidays and everything else. So when you do a kitchen remodeling project, um, I mean, you take that old dated, you know, 1980s, 1990s, uh, you know, cabinets out and you update it to a new modern kitchen with, you know, granite or, uh, you know, tile or porcelain. Uh, backsplash of that nature, you know, nice, uh, you know, pull-out kitchen sprayers and faucets and new appliances. I mean, that's yeah. easily going to increase the home's value. Um, you know, I, I think the numbers the last time I looked at them where kitchens will, in one year, increase. You'll, you'll recoup up to, I think, 68% of the, the cost in the first year. Wow. What are people putting in in the kitchens that we should know about as trends? Uh, as far as cabinet colors, gray is still hot. Yeah. Um, grays and whites, it's it's still the, uh, the the pool right now. We're getting a little bit of navy blue. Love yeah. that, too. Um, yeah, the blue's taking off. Blue's yep. taking off. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the, the grays and whites are, are probably the number one cabinet that we're color and finish ourselves. Sounds right like now. I'm talking to my wife over here. Well, and, and even the, the – <laughs> yeah. have you noticed the size of the islands lately? I, you remember, you know, 15, 20 years ago, your island was like a four-foot four by four-foot four area. And <laughs> yeah. I walked into a customer's house the other day. It wasn't an island. It was a continent. Yeah. It was enormous. <laughs> ours, is, ours is 15 foot. That is insane. It's well, unreal. You can feed everyone in the neighborhood yeah. at these islands. From the island, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's when we when we get into kitchen projects, everybody wants to take out walls and open them up so you can essentially see your entire first floor right. you know, from that kitchen. Let me ask you a question on, on maintenance as far as countertops. Uh, for the general consumer, not somebody that's been in any type of industry, so we know that the ins and outs, but what what is a good, durable uh, countertop that's going to be easy for a homeowner to maintain? So if you're looking for something really just absolute maintenance-free, I mean – Quartz is probably the best option. Um, over granite? Over granite. Um, but if you want something unique, yeah, granite's where you're really going to find that custom piece that's just for you. What do, um, what do you have? What, what is there to do with granite? I mean, you got to seal it? or Yeah, they recommend sealing it once a year. Uh, and it really depends on how hard you are on it. I mean, if you're not, you know, up there, you know, slinging pizza sauce on it or pasta or whatever on it every single day or just really being rough on it i mean you can probably you know get by with maybe every 18 months or something like is that. it uh can you put a hot pan on on those countertops it, it's yeah. not recommended but uh you can yeah. yeah i mean we we still recommend putting uh you know potholder trivet or something like that the uh, reason i was asking that is I, yeah I, you know it's surprising to me of these customers that put these uh high-end kitchens in yep and, you know, as a service industry person, we're in their house and we're kind of just looking around and I'm watching people <laughs> take boiling hot water off the stove yeah. and put it right on that countertop. And I'm like, mm. oh, come on, man. It's a stone. No, we can crack it. It's cold. That's oh, yeah. the thing yeah. is you're taking yeah. that stone, which is, you know, probably, you know, colder than the air in your house. Sure. Yeah. And then you're going to put something that's, you know, 354 degrees on it. And well, you, bail me out, guys, because I'm constantly cutting, uh, you know, slicing cheese. Yeah. Uh, on that uh, granite countertop. Yeah, can, can, is, that, is it a cutting board, is too? Is wrong? It's, it's probably not going to hurt the granite, but the knife won't last That's very right. long. That's <laughs> right. Really? Okay. All right. It's not going to scratch the surface. That's why you got to ask an, ex, an expert. Yeah, I mean, not, you unless know, you're, not unless you're hard on it. Yeah. Oh, I can tell you where the expert is. She's at my house right now. <laughs> well, I got one, too. She but, says no. You know, it's amazing. I had no idea about some of this stuff. And yeah. my wife is very well educated. Just from watching TV as much as she does on the deep the the home 
improvement shows. Ah, uh, yes. But mm-hmm. I always want to hear it from somebody that does it. And I'm I'm one of those stay in the lane guys. You know, I know what I know, but I don't know what you know. Yep. <laughs> All right. Telephone True. number 919- Eight six zero nine seven eight three. I'm all out of stuff to give you, but call us anyway. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. We're talking with Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, and Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. Joel, when you size a generator, yes, to my house. Mm-hmm. Are you determining that I only want the hot pot, the TV, and maybe a popcorn maker? Or are you kind of, are you making me make a decision? Suppose the lights go off in the neighborhood for a week. Mm-hmm. Are you making me make a decision between one appliance and the other? So obviously it's about how much you want to spend on that investment. It ultimately is the bottom line. But yeah. at the end of the day, there's a very little amount of difference between that hot pot refrigerator and a few lights versus yeah. the whole home generator. Really? Uh, very, very little difference. In, in my experience, you know, you still have the generator, you still have all the permits, you still have the gas line, you still have the laborers there to do yeah. the work that needs to be done. The special, the technicians in that industry, right? So is once I explain that to the customer and lay it all out, it's just a small little increase to have the full comfort of your home. Now, rest assured, let me make sure everybody understands that, that you are during a power outage. We're never going to be 100% comfortable, right? We're never going to be like our life is normal. But what we want to be yeah. is we, we don't want to have to be worried about that uh, $2,000 of the groceries in the freezer. Or we don't have to worry about that sump pump in the crawl space pumping out my house flooding. We don't have to worry about that sewer grinder working and us having to just use one toilet. So we want to make sure we lay all that out. And usually when we lay it all out for the customer and they see that the value of getting the whole home done, the whole home standby, that's the direction we go. Yeah, Yeah. you're you're not buying one of these for when the power shuts off for an hour. It's nice to have. It's nice to keep the refrigerator on and everything. But I'm thinking about the... The people in Texas that lost power for two and a half weeks. Right. The people in Wisconsin yeah. that lose power after a major snowstorm for three weeks. If we get hit by a major hurricane mm-hmm. and our saviors at Duke don't get all the power turned back on quickly, we could be without power for a couple of weeks, if not longer. It's happened to us in the past. It has. I uh, mean, you know, 10 years ago, we had an ice storm. That's exactly what I was thinking <laughs> of. We had an ice storm. And I remember a week after the ice storm watching TV, and you're seeing people cooking outside. Yep. We went from the 20th century, that's what we were then, 20th century, all the way back to the 19th century <laughs> in a flicker of a light bulb. I remember when power companies were out and about, and they were sending their evaluators into neighborhoods, and they would just sit there and say, buckle down. It's going to be 10 days before we can even get here. Yeah. Um, you know, and when you got kids, when you got yeah. animals, when you got food in the refrigerator, when all the power in the area is out, so even right. the gas station doesn't have power, the Target mm-hmm. doesn't have power. There's there's a lot that can happen very quickly, and that's what the you know people in Texas saw this last year is there was all the grocery stores are closed, all the gas stations are closed. There's yeah. nowhere to get gas, nowhere to get food, and guess yeah. what? You have no power. So go home and build a fire. And I will say <laughs> one thing about that is Texas doesn't have power outages often no they don't 
No. Compared to other uh, geographical locations in the United States, and that is why that was so devastating. Was they they it's just not they weren't something, ready. They're not they're they not ready, ready for it. That's right. right. They aren't. They're getting there now. Oh sure, they know now. Yeah. Bob and Raleigh, welcome to the program. You got a question for Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows, or right. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, or maybe Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. I have a question for all of you. Yeah, go ahead. Who do I turn to? What what type of trades person to get banisters, stair railings installed? Where where they don't exist currently, not replacement. Are you going with wood or, or wrought iron? Well, I have some. My problem is I got banisters and two stairwells that uh, are just fine. Yeah, I'm getting elderly. I want a banister on the other side of the, you know, the, the opposing wall. You're just are you just talking about the handrail that just basically mounts on the wall with a couple brackets? than that but yeah wood yeah. definitely what the existing ones are wood huh i mean it depends on how much money you're wanting to spend there's there's a lot of custom carpenters that that will literally fabricate those by hand and, and put them all together if you're wanting to go with like a very generic uh wrought iron one which is why i'd mentioned that you can purchase those and have a handyman install them as long as it's a reputable handyman uh, and a lot of custom renovation companies uh, companies that do Kitchen, bathroom, living room, you know, full gut renovations. They normally have one or two people on staff that specialize in, in, in stair rails. Yeah. It's kind of a custom trade. All right. Thank you, Bob. We're talking with Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling about generators, and Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier about everything else. Call us up at 919-860-9783. Have people stumped you? Uh, uh, well, it, was, it was a couple of weeks ago. I had a customer that stumped me when I went out to the house, but that was when uh, uh, Finch was on yeah. the show. Brian, uh, Finch, Brian yeah. Finch with Finch Quality Painting. So the customer had asked if there was a potential paint they could paint the subfloor and the floor joist with that would prevent mold growth. Right. I didn't really have a good answer for that, but as it turns out, Brian says there are a couple of materials out there that you can use, but the cost of painting 1,500 square feet of subfloor and joists, you're going to spend less just putting a dehumidifier in there. So, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, this is Making Your Home Great. Call us up the last couple of minutes of the show coming up on FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Making your home great, FM 98.5 AM 680 WPTF. Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, talking about generators. Michael Schweitzer of Luxury Bath and Kitchens and Homecraft Windows. And, of course, Brock Emmons of Triangle Radiant Barrier. Michael, is it tough to get, like, materials, actual units, tub units? Uh, it's it's been challenging, uh, but the suppliers that uh, that we're partnered with have have really you know worked hard over the past uh, really I'm gonna say six months, and they've they've kind of buckled down and they've they've got it figured out. So is this still a transportation issue? Yes. That's yes. it. Yes, I've, just I have not enough day. not enough young people in the cab of trucks. I have material that's been sitting in a port in Houston since August third. We are just trying to get it transported up here. That's a two-day drive, and it's taken over a month to find somebody that can get it up here. 
It is a weird problem. It, I'm not sure how to make sense of it. But, but it's it, all over the place. It's not just it's like one thing that's yeah. like, right. oh, you know, we can't we can't get trucks out of this one state. It's just it's right. these little tiny pockets and they pop up randomly. One of the one of the big issues with the generator market and obviously with the HVAC market is these things have circuit boards in them. Yep. And these circuit boards <sighs> are these circuit boards are might, might be made in Korea mm-hmm. or somewhere, right? And they're sitting in a port somewhere in the United States because yeah. they've been delivered in a cargo container, but because of restrictions, they're sitting there. That's the reason auto really? sales are so high. Have you guys noticed this yeah. lately? I've got a 2015 Ram Laramie Longhorn 1500. Pretty standard truck. Bought it for 30. The dealership is offering me 36. I put 26,000 <laughs> miles on it since I bought it. That's a yeah. pretty good investment. It's right a there. pretty yeah. good investment, but it's across the board. There's an issue with these the electronics. Wow. They're not getting over here, so it's causing the price of the vehicles to go up because they're not manufacturing new ones right now. Yeah. And it's across not, the board. And you see across social media and everything, they've always complained about the manufacturing. It's not necessarily the manufacturing. No. We just don't have the material to put everything together. That's right. That's right. Wow. All right. Well, we'll get through this. You know, a lot of people waste a lot of money be- between now and the time we get through this, but we will get through this. That's right. We All hope. Right. All right. So, uh, Joel, uh, Joel Worsham of Comfort First Heating and Cooling, mm-hmm. give me some contact information for you. I want you, if you're interested in a whole home generator, I want you to call Comfort First yep. at 919-777-1777. Tell them that... You would like Joel to come out to your house and quote you a whole home generator, or you can go to www.yourcomfortfirst.com. All right, Michael Schweitzer, I want a new bathroom, a new kitchen, or I'm curious whether my windows are all, you know, they need to be replaced. How do I get you? Yeah, give us a call uh, our directly at our office, 919-231-7181, and uh, we'll get you, get a time set up for one of our experts to uh, come out and do what we call a site assessment. All right, Brock Emmons? You can reach us at trianglerradiantbarrier.com uh, or at 919-986-8808. All right, thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Got just a couple of seconds to, uh, to tell everybody that if you want to be – if you want to earn some decent money, go into the trades. That's exactly we right. We are hiring. Please <laughs> come by. Making your home great. See you next week.